0: This podcast is brought to you by the Reform Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. As we witness the rise and establishment of the Antichrist, we receive from God's Word this reassurance, this kingdom of man will last only for a short period of time. It cannot last, of course. As long as sin is in this world, so also will there be envy, hatred, and strife. There is no peace for the wicked. Isaiah tells us the wicked are like the troubled sea that cast up mire and dirt. Just when the Antichrist thinks he has reached his peak of power and achieved that kingdom of man without God so also will the Antichrist be destroyed by the very coming of Jesus Christ. What is striking is that God will use the same three signs in creation, the nations, and the church to destroy this kingdom and bring the world to its end. This is what we wish to examine yet in our podcast today. Let's start with the church. False Christianity will assist in giving rise to the Antichrist with its humanistic teaching. That same false church will have successfully stymied the growth of the true church and her witness. The true church at this time will be small and despised. But the false church is still Christianity in name. It is still the church, a perverted church, a church that has become a harlot rather than the royal bride of Christ, but still the church. But the false church will still make the bold claim that it represents the cause of Christ in this world. In the eyes of the pagan nations, with their pagan religions, all Christianity is despised. False Christianity will embrace the pagan religions, but they will not reciprocate. Such Christianity, in their eyes, represents the Western world powers. There's always this rub, therefore, a distrust, a hatred, that exists from this point of view in the kingdom of Antichrist. Maybe an outward peace exists, but there are troubles in this kingdom. Religious Tension In the nations, Scripture speaks of the kings of the East joining together in union with the anti-Christian West to become this worldwide empire. Politically, there seems to be a certain unity between the nations under the world government of Antichrist, but there is still suspicion between the governments. The various world powers in a certain sense are filled yet with unrest and dissatisfaction with one another. And then we learn in Revelation 16 that God now pours out the vials or bowls of his wrath upon the earth, and now the signs in creation come to the fore. The creation does not cooperate with the reign of the man of sin. Famine and pestilence in creation become worse, and the kingdom of Antichrist can no longer deliver, it seems, what it has promised to the world. Natural catastrophes now contribute to the demise of the Antichristian kingdom. World relief and aid to the distressed becomes difficult. Antichrist cannot prevent the diseases that begin to infect the peoples of the earth. Floods and drought begin to increase, Perhaps certain nations receive better treatment than others. Division begins to develop in this kingdom of man. The kings of the East, we learn in Revelation, rise up in anger and dissatisfaction against the power of the Antichrist. And then God uses the sign in the nations to contribute to the fall of Antichrist too. God pours out the vial of his wrath, we are told in Revelation, on the very seat that is, the government of the Antichrist. There was darkness in his kingdom. Now we find that the kingdom of Antichrist, a kingdom of iron mixed with clay, begins to fall apart. And wars and threats of wars, a sign that was the beginning of sorrows, now is one of the last labor pains that bring about the second coming of Christ. The kings of the East, and again, We cannot be certain who these are exactly. But the kings of the east break with the federation of the anti-Christian kingdom. They come up to do war with the Antichrist. This war will be the war of all wars. It is called the Battle of Armageddon. Some say that this war will itself end the world. It will be a nuclear holocaust, they say, that will destroy the earth and everyone in it. This, however, will not be the case. Will there be nuclear bombs set off? Perhaps. It cannot be certain. But one thing is certain. The end comes with the destruction of the entire universe, and not just the earth. Here is the last of the labor pains. The sun will be darkened. The moon will fall from its place. God will roll the universe together as a scroll. Jesus says in Luke 21, verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. Creation, you see. And upon the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. The earth will be shaken from her place. What was one of the beginnings of sorrows will now become so intense that the destruction of this present creation will bring about the coming of Christ. God's people are told that when they see these things come to pass, look up, for our redemption draws nigh. Before the world is destroyed, Christ will appear in the heavens. And as time, as we know it, collapses upon itself, we will be received into the sky with our Savior. Then the wicked will cry for the mountains to cover them in order to keep them from experiencing the great day of God's wrath upon the wicked ungodly. God's elect will watch from the air where Christ has received them as God destroys all things living. The elements will burn with a fervent heat. At that time, the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophet will be cast into a lake of fire there to burn unto eternity. So we find, once more, that the labor pains we see in the church, in the nations, and society around us, and in the creation, will lead to the coming of Christ. They will be light at first. They then will become more intense, We will see them leading to the rise of Antichrist, then God will use them to destroy Antichrist and his kingdom and usher in the end of time. At which point do we stand in the timeline of events? It is hard to say. But I believe the labor pains are becoming stronger. At the same time, they are light compared to what they will become. And yet we realize things can happen quickly. Yes, the signs have been around for a long time. Yes, others have thought that Christ would come in their lifetime, and he has not. But the signs as we see them today are becoming global. The world in which we live has become smaller because of technology and transportation. It's true. We can be on one side of the world one day, and the other side of the world the next day. Commerce is becoming global. Even the language barrier has broken down because of the Internet. We see the signs today in a way that no other generation before us has seen them. Behold... Christ says to us, I come quickly. Do not be deceived, dear listener, by the siren song of so many that this world is going to continue for a long, long time yet. Do not listen to the scoffers who ask God's faithful people, where is the promise of his coming? Christ is